For anybody listening or just can't see it, Byron's getting ready because we're going to Mexico, dude. And via nuestras oraciones, see, send us your prayers because we're gonna go find out what's happening. Charlie's gone. I'm in charge now. Let's go. Live from downtown Detroit, it's No BS News Hour with my main man, Charlie. All right. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in Uh, after a few delays. But as Charlie told you last week, he is in Mexico and we are prepared to go live to Charlie now to give us an update. Hey, Charlie, where are you? I'm in Texas. Oh, you're in Texas. I thought you were in Mexico. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, we'll fix it in post. He's in Texas. That's Mexico right there. Now, we just got in. We Hey, Mark, can we do something about this fucking echo? Uh, no? I will try, yeah. Okay, I got an echo. But we're trying. Like, fuck you, CNN. At least we're here. Here's the deal. <laughs> we flew in to San Antonio, got in the car. Oh, the, 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 the day started bad because they had the door open on the jet. Working on the engine, I'm like, shit, we're going to die. We didn't die. We landed in San Antonio. We drove to Eagle Pass, which is about, fucking, about 150 miles west of San Antonio. We're on the border. We just got here. See if we can get this technology to work. It's not the best. We'll get it done. And just as we're here, the Border Patrol just packed up in the park, downtown Eagle Pass, on the Rio Grande, across from Mexico, just packed up about two dozen people. The Jitney showed up. Took them away. National Guard's right over here. You can see the Humvee. And um, this is ground zero here. Uh, I'm talking to Border Patrol. And they're, they're getting groups 100 at a time, 200 at a time. 60% of the people uh, that are crossing over now all across this 700-mile river border is right here. Let me put these back on so I can hear you. Wow. So, Charlie, we, we, unbelievable. Which, which, which way are they going with them? I, I guess I'm trying to, are they taking them in or out? Oh, nobody's going out, Karen. See, what's happened in the United States, well, no. yeah, is it's, it, there's, there's no deportation. It's asylum. You can't deport people uh, seeking asylum. Watch the car, Byron. So what's happened is under Title 42, which was the COVID exemption, even asylum seekers had to go back to Mexico and wait for a public health emergency. They're still coming. Five million have come in in the last two years. And Title 42 is going to expire in a couple of weeks. And this is going to be a bum rush. Let me let me take you to the, the boat launch here hmm. at the public park. There's the soccer fields. There's the baseball fields. And here, go ahead, turn it, Byron. You just turn it and show. That's the boat launch. That's the deepest part of the river here. Again, that's Mexico. And you'll see over here the shoals. It's, it's shallow. About five miles down the river, it's very shallow. Th- those are the pictures you're seeing on the nightly news. People are choosing to pick this area because the cartels are not active and the river's shallow. If you come closer, walk with me, Byron. 
you'll see when people come over. This is their clothes. This is their underpanties. There's children's socks. Wet clothes. Claws. Uh, right over here, you'll see homemade flotation devices because some people can't swim. All up and down the river here, look. Children's socks, adult socks. So they'll cross, they'll take their belongings out of their plastic bag, they'll change, they'll walk up there and say, I want asylum. Let me do one more thing for you. Yes, there, there is a, uh, a wall fence here. Back up to the barbed wire. You see the barbed wire? Yeah. Okay? You see it? All right. Yes, we see it. And if you go up here, this is the park. Right? There's the ball fields. There's the International Bridge. And in the distance, you might be able to see with our bad camera, the black fencing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stop. That stretches for a mile each way. So that's, that's your wall. <laughs> but remember, one more time, we come back here. When you're asking for asylum, you enter the United States. Here's the situation. Here's why the wall doesn't work. Once you touch American soil, you're here. You're claiming asylum. The barbed wire is 20 feet. So 20 feet of American territory is fenced off from America. Hmm. Then you go the quarter mile and you get the next fence. It's, it's pointless. It doesn't stop any of the human flow. And I'll throw it to you because I know we have a delay. Yeah, it's almost like they would have to put the wall or fence in the middle of the water, which, uh, I mean, I'm not a builder, but that doesn't seem to make much sense to me. Well, it's funny you say that. But it's not allowed by international treaty. <laughs> Plus, the law of physics is when this thing starts flowing, it's going to wash away. I know you haven't been down there long enough to get um, much feedback from people, but Biden, you know, they, they've said today, hey, 40, Title 42 ends, and it's going to be, like you mentioned, I think they said double the amount of people are going to be flooding over. There, there's no way they're prepared. I mean, they're not prepared for the numbers now. How do they think they're going to be prepared for double what they're getting now? Well, I don't know even what preparation means. That's what the, the country has to decide what that means. We're not prepared for what? Because right now, basically, they'll be taken to a refugee center. They'll be processed. They'll be taken to San Antonio. They'll be housed. And you'll see at the airport in San Antonio, you can recognize the migrants because they all have that manila envelope with their papers in it. And we're going to fly them to wherever we're flying them. Now what the Mexicans are doing, what they never did before is they're issuing traveling visas on the southern border. So you come in from Haiti, you come in from Honduras, you come in from Romania, you come in from um, the Ukraine, and they issue a 30-day visa to travel, then you got to get out. That means you can see all the detritus here. That means you come here. You get caught there and that visa's over, you're getting sent out. So... We have a endless loop here with no, no solution on the horizon. Now, I will tell you, I made this trip 20 years ago, but we didn't, we didn't jump the river. What we did was because 20 years ago, there was no such thing as people asking for asylum. Mexico must take the Mexicans back by treaty, but not OTMs other than Mexicans. 
So when we would apprehend them here, we would process them. We would put them into the interior of the United States and give them an immigration court date. Most people didn't answer that. Now, with such a flow, with the Mexicans giving visas, when you're saying we're going to accept refugees, the whole world has heard it. And we've created, just by the words out of Washington, a humanitarian crisis. But however you feel about this, I don't know about you all, but if I live in a place and my family's hungry and it's not a nice place to live, I'm going to make this trip. On the other hand, we on this side, I think we and our government should decide how in an orderly fashion we're going to accommodate that. And we don't have any of this. Yeah, and that, that's the most frustrating thing because you see um, the bottles Charlie had shown and you know mm. the, the stuff, the waste that they left behind. You got to feel for these people, but at the same time, what is the right way to fix this? And nobody in all these years has had any idea, any good working idea how to fix it. It's Charlie just found a, a new flip flop uh, as he's walking oh, the banks of the Rio. Yeah. I mean, but but these are real human beings trying to make their lives better for themselves and their families. That's not just numbers. But, but in order but, to fix it, but they you add got, up. But what's the goal? That, yeah. I mean, and that goal varies depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. I, I certainly don't have an answer, but it doesn't look like anybody else does either. Yeah, I don't think so either. Well, and, and well we'll try just, to bring you some answers. Yeah, what, what, what is your plan? How did this happen? Yeah, well, that's another good question. How did it happen? And now that you have the cartels the involved... Is shooting his mouth off, but he's running for office. And as we reported, we've had many people on it. We've had migrants on it. We've had Border Patrol. They hear it. Yeah. And the reason, I'll remind you again, why the Del Rio sector, Eagle Pass Ground Zero, is because the cartels don't run this part of the border. So what you have in Reynosa, the McAllen area, what you have over in Juarez, El Paso, is you have gangland war. Mm. You have straight up murder in the streets over this human property. This, this human movement is now worth more than drugs. Yeah. And so if, if 60% of all crossings on the southern border are coming through this sector, that's because the cartels are not allowed to commit violence. So they got a very badass state police. And we're going to hope to meet them later this weekend. And, you know, we'll have a, a, a report for you Monday and a full report Thursday. Hey, hey Charlie, right quick. Since you've been there have, and you're saying 60% is coming through that area there, does it look like they've given more equipment, persons, manpower? at that part of the river to try to help curve some of that number coming in? Well, the, the, it's not about manpower or equipment to curb anything because the Border Patrol is livid because they're glorified Uber drivers. What, there's, you can't, what are you going to do? Push them out? Sure. Once they touch, once they touch here, that's right. it. So you could see people just put their dry clothes in a plastic bag. They walk over, they change, and then they walk, they walk out. They want to be found. Again, I didn't think I'd finish the point 20 years ago. We walked three days in the desert because they were absolutely going to turn you around and you're done. 
right? It's not like that now. Now it's, please pick me up. I'm claiming asylum. But yes, Red, to answer that, I see um, National Guard Humvees. I see gigantic buses. We just saw a bunch, did we not? We just saw a bunch of people get on a bus. They're going to go get a warm meal, get processed, and get sent to a relative. So, Charlie, what's on your agenda? I know when I asked you last week why you were going, you were saying you didn't have a goal. You wanted to go see firsthand what was actually happening, uh, what it was like down there. But what's on your agenda in order to in order to find those things out? Well, I don't think I really want to give up what my reporting is going to be. <laughs> but I think what I, I will tell you that, is... Well, I think what I will tell you is what I told you before is I'll come and see what I got to see. And and we're not here five minutes. Mm-hmm. This is a place where they cross. You see a group of people in downtown Eagle Pass being processed, just like we just drove in. So what we're hoping to do is find out where the shallow part is probably it's about five miles upriver. Where the groups of 100, 200, they're coming, they're coming in the mornings. So, you know, I, I can't really tell you what we're going to do because we're still sort of processing the sources and stuff. I, I know there was a bunch of cars and a big group of people over there. And I'm going to wait till dark to see what happens. And then we'll take it like that, Karen. Like, we'll take it as it comes. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you, well, Charlie, to be careful. I'm going to tell you to be careful. I know you're a badass in your own right, but uh, I'm going to ask you and Byron to be careful uh, and uh, take care of yourselves. I mean, I understand the value of seeing something firsthand, but we also understand the value of your safety. Most definitely. Appreciate that. And if you happen to think of souvenirs, give me a couple of them lefties they got down that way. <laughs> How are well, you? I don't think that's going to happen. Fred. <laughs> So Charlie's when all the people when they come in they're wet they they change their clothes. So are those who are those people? Yeah, I don't know. So if you're just people in the park, okay. So are the future? And I was going to say, are they there to observe or are they? Yeah, what I mean, imagine what's going through those kids' minds too. Yeah, I mean, as as one of the local residents, your heart goes out to the people trying to get to a better life, but you have to kind of feel some type of way about your home, your residence area being a thorough way for all of this. See the kids? You see the kids' socks? You see it? Look at this! Look at this! I don't know. And this is why Charlie gets the story. Oh, definitely got to get out there and talk to the people. You can't just go to the the people that got the answers pre-written, prepared. They they talking out. The real people gonna give real answers. Well, it does more too when you see it. I don't, you know, there's always numbers and there's the individual stories. It's you know, I w- I wish there, everybody wishes there was a simple solution as to how to fix this. But. Yeah, it's a simple solution to anything. You're right. Mark. You're right. I mean, but this, this and we've might, complicated. Charlie said he was there 20 years ago. I so, this I mean, might be the most complicated issue, though. Yeah, but we're still having the same conversation. Says, uh, Berto, Berto says it's triste. It's, it's sad. Yeah. And just the, the human interest element. Nobody wants to see that for anybody under any circumstances. I mean, we just don't. 
Well, at least Charlie has made a friend. Charlie always makes friends. I know. <laughs> he does. He's Except here. He may funny. make some enemies. You but... told him to be safe in... Uh, Suerte. So the, the black fence there, right? Mm-hmm. It opens and closes. So it's, it's open. So you cannot wall the United States off from the United States. It makes no sense. So I... I said I covered this border for many years. When the president, when Trump said, build a wall, you have to remember that Bernie Sanders and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton voted for that. They, they make sense in, in urban centers. Because in the United States, we're all from Detroit. We're from a border city. Has anybody ever stopped you on the promenade of the Detroit River and said, show me your papers? No. No. No, you're not allowed to do that. So once people get into the city, that's that. So the wall is to just stop the the mass rush and push people out into the countryside where they can be seen and found. But at this point, as you all just saw, once you touch soil, the the wall doesn't make sense out in the countryside. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have for you. We'll be in touch. All right, Charlie, we'll be ready. We'll be waiting. Be careful. Stay um, safe. And uh, we look forward to, to, to everything that you that you learn and, and see and discover, uh, you know, enlighten us so that we know firsthand what's happening down there and what that means. Okay. Power to the people. All Thanks, right. Charlie. Talk to you. Wow. All right. Uh, let's go to American Coney Island, and then we're going to finish the rest of the show. I don't know why I'm in the desert in my underpants. I don't know why these wolves are following me, but I need sausage. A good wiener is hard to find, so make sure you treat it kind. Sausage. You may run with a pack, but everything ain't meant to be said. Sausage. No need to cross the desert. No need to cross eight miles. Who these wolves be? Get back, bitch. <laughs> Sausage. Order a Coney kit directly to your door at AmericanConeyIsland.com. <laughs> and this is the ideal time to start to order your Coney kits for Christmas uh, to send uh, across the country and make sure they get a taste of Detroit. You can go to AmericanConeyIsland.com and order yours today. Um, we talked to Charlie uh, at the border and, you know, we had some technical difficulties, but we were able to make it through, Mark. And who do we have to help credit for XG, that? really. Uh, Bernie and Matt, uh, help. they've been helping me all day. It's been a, quite a disaster, but they can help you, too. I mean, they do a lot of uh, residential and commercial uh, technical stuff, internet, uh, audio, video, that Cameras, kind of stuff. access, control, digital uh, menu boards. Uh, because of them, I found right. out that when I go to Starbucks, <laughs> they're watching me. I can't I never, believe you've never I, seen I, that I never before. noticed that. Huh. And so... I don't go to McDonald's often, but when I do, sometimes, you know, they're a little slow. So I'm bamming my head. I'm like, so I got to stop that. Uh, and drive through <laughs> system. So if you have technical needs, um, you know, call Matt at 734-245-4100. And we certainly appreciate them being a friend of the show. I'm a 
Oh, there you are. I'm going to get them a call to get some security cameras in my room at, at the, the Normandy. Normandy. I, I think the housekeeper is pinching my weed. Well, oh, well, oh. bringing strange women to your room, you probably need that. <laughs> but remember, too, that we talk a lot about economics, and we've been talking about that for the longest. Interest rates, uh, inflation, and overreaction is not the strategy for a long-term investor. Uh, neither is burying your head in the sand or hoping it all turns out for the best. So you can call a friend of the show, Luke Nowacki. Don't we get some music for this? I was waiting for you. Where's to- the stripper? music to, to summon it up oh, okay stripper music at pinnacle wealth 248-663-4748 for rational financial advice inflation interest rates what's your mood we're about to go into 2023 mark uh you know and everybody's all caught up on spending money over the holidays but how are you going to start the next year so is your company in the right investments is your pension fund meeting its projected return get advice get a strategy call luke nowacki uh 248-663-4748 do you have to read this disclaimer uh, no, because we're uh, we're not on the uh, airwaves. All right, fine. And we appreciate that. I'm not going to dance. I, I mean, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you just took my word for it. As oh. if I'm some well, kind of FCC I, she, lawyer. She, she yeah. rolled right on through that, oh, didn't yeah. she? I mean, should I, oh, am, right. I, am, I, am I supposed to read this? <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay, no, I trust you, Mark. You, you're smart, you That's know? That's your first mistake. Um, <laughs> and also... Don't let it be your last. <laughs> and also, we want to thank ADR. Experienced overseeing more than $250 million in private and public construction projects since 2001. ADR competent. Reduced your costs. Increased the bottom line. ADR has saved clients millions. ADR consultants are experts in procurement and government compliance and information technology. ADR, honest, ethical, and smart. Call Barry Ellentuck at 248-318-9424 for a consultation. Get the job done right on time, on budget. ADR Consultants, 248-318-9424. What a pro. So, yeah, she is, right? What, what reading? Like, what do you think? It's almost like you've worked in this uh, medium before. <laughs> what do you think? I'm slow? <laughs> um, so listen. I've seen those people. We uh, Yeah, they exist. But listen, <laughs> slow people. We, we're, we're talking about all the people that are coming across the border into the country. Um, certainly, we have room for people here in the city of Detroit. You know, we've got a population to come. Plenty room. But while more people are coming into the country, we had the opportunity to talk to someone who thinks that there are already too many people here. Les Knight, uh, who was behind the Voluntary Human Extinct- Extinction Initiative and effort, uh, we had the opportunity to talk to him. So on one hand, you know, there are people coming over. But on the other hand, he thinks there are too many. Sound like some soil and green situation to me. Oh, what a spoiler <laughs> alert that is! Oh boy, let's 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 go to that, Mark. I'm looking for it. I, oh, every, oh, oh, where is XG? Where is We're XG stumbling. when you need him? Where's Jesus when you need him? Can you kind of intervene there and get and, and get this interview? But it was a very interesting interview. You can also pull up uh, an article that uh, I think it was in the New York Times uh, on Les. Very interesting guy. Very nice. Uh, but it was. You tell us what you think. Thank you for killing that time. Take a listen. <laughs> Appreciate it. Karen, Mark, do yes. you know on November 15th, the Earth officially became home to a record 8 billion people? It's a I, lot of people, Charlie. That's, some people would say it's too many people. That's, it's too many people. It's too hot. It's filthy. I want to welcome in Les Knight in Portland, Oregon, of all places. Of course, it's Portland. Les is the founder of the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. <laughs> okay. Now, Les, what, what is that? Is that like, is, are you encouraging suicide or forced birth control? What, what's go mass murder? What, what are we talking about here? Yeah, that's what usually people think about right away. Well, uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are the alternative to 
the involuntary human extinction, which our uh, over-industrialized civilization is working so hard to bring about. So w- what does that mean, voluntary human extinction? Well, we just stop uh, procreating. And uh, like a company that wants to right-size, they <laughs> let people retire and uh, quit. But they don't hire anybody, and eventually the company is the right size. So you mean stop having kids, and eventually we all disappear, and it goes back to the dinosaurs? Well, yeah, uh, there are some dinosaurs left. They're birds now. Mm-hmm. But uh, 70% of the birds on the planet are our poultry, which we eat. Yeah, and, the, you know, the avian flu's going around. They're delicious, though. I, I must remind you of, of uh, was it John Malthus? The English economist okay. who said famously, I think 17th century or something, that population grows exponentially while food sources grow arithmetically. Like one bushel turns into two, turns yeah. into three, but four people turn into 16, turn into 32, turn into 64. And eventually you get the world hungry. They're moving. There's war. There's pestilence. There's pandemics. Are we at that point uh, less well, you know, uh, Malthus is uh, considered to be uh, wrong, but there were a billion people on the planet when he made his pronouncement, which you succinctly summed up. That is what Malthus said. Today, there are two billion, maybe closer to three billion people experiencing food insecurity. So it seems to me that with uh, three times as many people as we're on the planet now, uh, is suffering from food insecurity. He's absolutely right. Right. And, uh, I mean, lots of people pouring over the Southern border, life's unlivable where they're at. The Amazon's disappearing. The Colorado river's drying up. There's no lettuce anywhere. Are we at that point less? Should we, should we all stop humping each other? (laughs) Well, I hope we can avoid it. Uh, if we do turn the, uh, population growth around and begin to shrink, we're increasing by about 225,000 a day. And if we were shrinking by that much, simply by not uh, producing as many offspring, then there, things would get slowly, little by little. They would be, be improve. We clean up our messes as we go. And uh, it could be a, a better world for everyone. Unless you had a vasectomy at the age of 25. So this is not oh, that's something. personal. <laughs> It was in the New York Times story. <laughs> so this is something that you committed to, you know, I mean, you look to be about 30. So for at least five years. So tell me how this all came about at such an early age at 25. Um, most young men aren't thinking about how not to reproduce. Well, I, I think most of us were trying to figure out how to not to get someone pregnant, but, <laughs> you know, but not permanently. You know, the best uh, we, we could do, we're, we're so happy that uh, the pill came along uh, in the 60s. And uh, that really helped uh, with what we called li- women's liberation at the time. Uh, Gloria Steinem said it was the best thing for uh, improving uh, women's status because they now had control over their procreative uh, choices. Uh, yes, well, what I uh, got out of the uh, military and went back to college, uh, there was an organization called Zero Population Growth. And they, were, they became quite popular thanks to Paul Ehrlich being on the Johnny Carson show. And their motto was stop at two. 
And there was this mentality that if you only have two, you're just replacing yourself and you're not increasing the population. Well, I, I looked at that and thought, no, two plus two is four. That, that's an increase. Yeah, but and, eventually you die. So, <laughs> I mean, you're just replacing yourself, though, right? Well, uh, eventually, but, uh, you know, at my family picnics, and most of us are just uh, reproducing at uh, replacement level, but they get bigger and bigger because it takes a long time, fortunately, for us to kick the bucket. And, uh, you know, we see our children beget and those beget to beget to boot. They're just, you know, lots of us. So, so are we with work, the, the, the same type of, uh, I guess, restraints that we see in China in terms of... Uh, limited number of children or, or no children? Well, they uh, didn't really need to institute that uh, draconian one-child policy. They were already headed for one-child policy. Uh, they just have a, a closed society and things are more controlled. But there are 400 million fewer uh, Chinese people, it's estimated, than there would have been with without their one child policy and and you know that's debatable but there are fewer people and as a result they no longer have famines they, they have virtually eliminated uh poverty uh well less what what do you say to people like elon musk though elon's worried about a population collapse and he wants us all to start you know having a lot a lot of kids i mean he's doing his part uh where, where's the disconnect there Yes. <laughs> the higher up on the pyramid scheme, the economic pyramid you are, the more you want people on the bottom of the pyramid to keep it going. You know, it's a Ponzi scheme. So, of course, he wants more people to buy his cars. No. Well, isn't that the whole thing about capitalism is based on growth? Yeah. And you can't have growth without population growing. But when the population grows, you blow yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That could be it. <clears throat> but let me go back to the vasectomy. <laughs> so that's 1973 you did the clip clip you don't have any kids 1973 that was 50 years ago and the population was exactly half it was it was 4 billion 50 years ago and also in 1973 was the release of the movie Soylent Green which is a futuristic dystopian movie about life in 2022 of all years Right. Yeah. And it stars Charlton Heston and it's New York and it's really awful. And only the rich people can afford strawberry jam. And everybody else has to eat this green sort of tofu pill of protein called Soylent Green. Did you see the movie Soylent Green and decide to get a vasectomy? No, no, I, I didn't see Thought it until later. It's a fun movie, though. OK, but, wait a uh, hold. Let's play the clip. <laughs> Charlton Heston at his best. They're making our food out of people. Next thing they'll be breeding us like cattle for food. You gotta tell them. You gotta tell them. Promise, Tiger. I promise. I'll tell the exchange. You tell everybody. Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell them. Silent Green is people. We gotta stop them somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler's 50 years old. <laughs> what are you talking about? Did you see the sequel? <laughs> Les, did you see Soylent Green 2? No, I didn't know there was one. But yeah, it goes something like this. Soylent Green! It's still made out of people! <laughs> 
All right. I got another question. <laughs> tell me, tell me about the, the, the meteor shower parties on your rooftop uh, with fireworks and your long running game of nude croquettes in what? your yard. Nude croquet. Be careful. Well, yeah. Careful. When was the last time you played croquet? I was a kid. Yeah, and I wasn't, and I wasn't nude. nude? <laughs> oh, you missed out. Yeah, you missed out on Les's uh, hammer and and balls, yeah, his mallet and balls. <laughs> really, nude cro croquet? Nude croquet? Why would it? you put clothes on to play croquet? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> because there's mallets. <laughs> no, it interrupts your swing. <laughs> Well, no, wait, wait, wait. That is why you would want clothes, because when you swing the croquet, you don't want anything in the way. The, the, well, the mallet, when you swing the mallet. Yeah, that's just... I think it's just a reason to be nude, Les. That's okay. Just say that. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to get the balance here. Right. <laughs> We're waiting, Les. Go ahead and answer that one. What? You're a free spirit. That's what it is. Yeah, just say that. Uh, he's a free spirit. He's an interesting and cool dude. I like this I guy. have no problem with that. Just admit being nude is more important than the croquet. Now, you're also a substitute teacher. Do you teach class nude? I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I what? Teach class nude. Oh, it's cold in those school buildings. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, you, the you can't. <laughs> I, I, now I have in my dreams, of course, but uh, th that's what? a whole other matter. Now, dream? Not yeah. even going there, man. Nightmare. What? Not even going there. See, but those buildings are cold to keep the carbon footprint down. And by the way, those classrooms are full of children. The voluntary extinction movement. What do you have against those kids in that classroom? No, the uh, the idea is to take care of the people who are already here, and we're not doing that. There's tens of thousands of children dying every day of preventable causes. So before we make more, at least we should take care of the ones who are already here. It's good. What's your stance on abortion, Les? I mean, that's been a big topic, you know, around the country, uh, Roe versus Wade, and now all the states are scrambling. What's your position on abortion? Only if somebody's pregnant. <laughs> oh, come on. That's a weak answer. Oh, wait, wait. That was, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it was. We want to prevent conceptions. And, and that's why you pass out condoms. Do you, that's condoms, yeah. condoms and vasectomies, if men would take responsibility. There's a man behind every abortion, and uh, a, lo a lot of times they're ignored. Uh, but we need better uh, reproductive freedom all over the planet. Full reproductive freedom doesn't really exist anywhere. It ranges from inconvenient, like in the, in the U.S. In some places, it's dangerous. In some places, it can be deadly trying to prevent uh, conception and uh, pregnancy. Les, what about uh, capital punishment? Well, I, I, that's something uh, entirely separate from a uh, voluntary human extinction movement because sure. death will never... Uh, Death will never uh, make up for the births at the rate we're going. I personally am opposed to uh, capital punishment, but that's just my own belief. Okay. Let me ask you, what if you don't mind me asking, what is your political leanings? What do you identify as politically? Anarchy. I'm an anarchist. <laughs> really? Okay. Did you know there's a study? Uh, in terms of anarchists who want to save the world, in terms of using less water when they shower, that 50% of anarchists sing a song to, in, in order to 
time themselves how long they should take the shower. And the other 50% of anarchists masturbate. Do you know the song that the anarchists sing in the shower? Gosh, what would it be? Hmm. So you're not the half that sings in the show. Thank you. All right. So Les, um, I, I know you got to go. You got to teach class. You got your tweet code on the, the classroom's cold today. Um, wrap it up. Uh, we have a very vast audience in terms of saving the planet, making life better for, and I have one child, by the way, that's how I looked at it. Uh, I'm really glad to, my life is so much richer with a child than not. Mm-hmm. And that, that, you know, the earth should be shared with all species. And I'm trying to do my part. But leave the audience with one grand thought as, as we just look at the world adrift here. Yes, uh, there is a great change afoot. Many, many young people, uh, maybe as many as 50%, it, it depends on the poll you look at, are choosing not to procreate. And so they will be able to use their free time uh, rather than raising offspring to uh, help make the world a better place. And also there's a potential that uh, the growth rate, uh, well, the growth rate is uh, slowing, but the number of people hasn't slowed yet. And that will make the big difference, especially if we go into negative uh, population growth. But the first thing that's necessary is reproductive freedom. Everybody needs the ability to not procreate. And that's last night, the founder of the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement and Nude Croqueist. <laughs> thanks, yep. for being, thanks for being with us, Les. I, I feel like people, it's easy to write Les off as a little bit of a nut because of what he's saying, but there's a lot of valid points there. Well, look, this is the, what the, I'm saying. Especially the pyramids. It's got to be entertaining. And the message is correct. Mm-hmm. The world is, is dirty. You know, like other species are disappearing. 70% of wildlife has disappeared since, right. so, since the Soylent Green movie. And we got to think about things like yeah. Elon Musk and yeah. growth and population growth and consumption must go. It's not possible. So, and it's a fun way. He's a fun guy. Yeah, I like him. I do too. And I agree with what you're saying. Sir. Thank you. <laughs> and invite me over for the, for the next tournament. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Karen yeah. too. <laughs> and Karen. No, I'm good. Thank you. But I will, I, I would like to sit in on one of your classes, even virtually. I'd like to hear that. Other than oh, that. Yeah. Leave, leave, the, leave the croquet to the guys. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Les. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was a great conversation. You know, he was really a nice guy before we actually started recording. He and I had some great conversation about uh, marketing. I don't know. Is that what he teaches? Because he was talking about how he exposed his I'm... classmates to um, Shark Tank. And, you know, we were talking about business acumen and things. So I, don't, I, I guess I should have asked him what he actually well, taught. Well, you can ask him when you fly out to Portland and play. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm he was good. He was feeling you. Uh, and I think nah, he wants you to come watch him teach. He's feeling me and he wants me. No, Mark, don't <laughs> reverse. You saying. don't want to Wait, say. <laughs> Charlie can go to Mexico to file a report. You can go to Portland to hang yeah, out with this guy. I'm good. Send well, me, I don't think she's going to be playing croquet. She's going to be eating croquet. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do either. But that was a good interview. And it's interesting. You know, I mean, here's somebody's idea about how to reduce the population or maintain control over the yeah. population. And, and like you said, Mark, it, it, 
for some it may sound nutty, but on the other end, he has some he has some some valid points. Well, if you think of you know really poor countries, um, a lot of people have children there to take care of them when they get older. You know, because the state doesn't do that right. for them. So you know, I I don't know what I don't know how you tell them stop having kids because uh, you're gonna kill the world. I mean, well, that's I mean, what you think about what you think about China. You know, they've got the one child, which is a huge. You know, but I mean, that's a big mistake for them. It's all know. it's all good till that bottle of wine and that blunt kick in, and you yeah. just forget the whole thing. It's like having a diet. You know, I'm not gonna create no more kids. I ain't gonna eat no more food. But soon as you break it, it's <laughs> what like are you talking about? <laughs> the whole self-extinction thing. But one thing I will say this. We do as a country, as a community, as families, as individuals, we need to figure out how to better take care of the children that we have here. Because we say children are first and our priority. Shit. But the reality is, is yeah. that we dismiss them. We overlook them and we, we trivialize their, their presence. Yeah. So until we do that... Maybe we ought to listen to less. Well said. All right. So, you know, uh, last week, uh, or was it earlier this week, I posted kind of a cryptic tweet. Yeah. Um, and uh, everybody was like, okay, what is it? What is it? Well, you know, Charlie and I have been hearing some conversation about, let's call it some political checkers and chess moves that are are probably inevitable. But I'm not one to, to be first. Charlie is not one to reveal information without it being uh, substantiated and confirmed. So until somebody comes out and admits what mm. we know, we're what, just going to uh, have to let what, it run. What, what, what realm? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I know. What, what realm? Is this a political? Yeah, realm? it's okay. political. It's 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 going to be some political shifting. And 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 I think I said uh, in in a follow up that um, our elected officials are power power hungry. That um, the locals are are waiting in the wings. And something else that I forgot. But I'm telling you, there's going to be some shift. Everybody's looking for their next move. So all I'm going to do is just say, stay tuned. Can I um, can I make a guess that it involves a lot of names that we've just heard yes. before moving all around? Okay. Because mm-hmm. yes. that's all that ever happens. That's is all that ever is. People get jobs from people they know. Yep. But everybody's looking to be in a different uh, position yeah. in an elected. I mean, and get higher and higher. Yeah, and, and higher. they're not doing what they should do here. So all I'm going to do is just say, stay tuned. Hmm. Um, just stay tuned. When we know for sure and we can confirm it, we'll talk about it. So this is the season where most people are usually pretty nice, um, but everybody is on edge. Mark, Jesus, you need to pray for them. <laughs> Red, <laughs> you need to tell them a joke. Um, we talked about, we, we, we were talking about earlier, the situation that took place over in Greektown where someone shot someone for not holding the elevator door. Is this at uh, one of the casinos? You I don't Greek know if it was or, actually okay. in the, but it's in, in Greek. I think it was maybe in the hotel. Sure. I don't see how they could have gotten in the casino with a he gun. Sh- if they did, they've got other issues. But you, you said he Well, sh- the casino actually is, there's no check for weapons. You can really? walk in. Yeah, you know, as a CPL holder, I've never been stopped for a weapons check they checked me more for a temperature than they did for a weapon (laughs) wow i didn't think that you could take a a weapon as a cpl holder into a casino because because of like it's like an auditorium uh, gambling i think you i I didn't arrest them karen read the small print (laughs) well if so then no i did not take my pistol into a weapon into a casino (laughs) and admit it on air but but you they, they don't check, so it's not really hard. There's Isn't not there a like sign that says detail. no weapons? Oh, yeah. There are signs that tell people to use the other door, and how often do and they wa- stand and, there and, and pull wash, on that and, same door? And wash their hands after they use the restroom, so but, I guess but they don't listen. You said this individual shot someone because they... Did not hold the door open, I guess, for the elevator. I don't know what the 
is how the dynamics the of the encounter. Dumbest fucking reason to shoot. Well, someone. but we say that all the time, Mark, and it it seems to get more and more trivial. Um, just simple, just reasons why. And I just I encourage everybody just to take a deep breath and, and to calm I, down. I feel like everybody wants to control everyone else's behavior, but yes. no one knows how to respond to everyone else's shitty behavior. That's true. Well, it I, drives me up a wall, though. I think what it is, 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 and I think you said it earlier, Karen, it's the holiday season. A lot of people are dealing with money issues as well as family well, issues. Well, he's at the casino, too. We're at the casino. We never know. So no, I think, no. you know, it may seem as though he got shot over not holding the door, but we don't know what this individual actually had going on, and that just was the one little pet peeve that set it all off. Well, there are uh, behavioral health facilities around the metropolitan Detroit area. I encourage everybody, don't be uh, too embarrassed or ashamed to ask for help if you need it. Um, Just... We can't go on like this as a community. We won't need less's approach uh, because we will start to reduce our population yeah. just as a result of unnecessary uh, and reckless violence. I mean, that is just that's too bad. So I'm going to just tell everybody just calm down. You know, I mean, you don't I see people. They don't want to let you in if you're driving and everybody's oh. on edge. And, you know, hey, just yeah. just back away or, or, or take take a deep breath. Um, but our law enforcement continues to uh, be as as best they can where they are. But through the Detroit Public Safety Foundation, uh, in association with the Detroit Police Department, did a very nice gesture. It's not the first time uh, under Chief Craig. I remember there was a young man uh, whose dream was to be a police officer. Uh, they gave him a full, uh, he, he, he passed, and I don't remember what, what happened, but uh, they buried him in a, a police uniform and gave him the full realm. And this little boy was uh, is four years old, uh, Emil Mendez, is that his name, Mark? Yeah. And four years old, uh, his parents found out by accident that he has stage four brain cancer and that his dream, <clears throat> excuse me, was to be police chief for the day. And through the DPS uh, Foundation, they made it happen. Wow. That's now, uh, right. I, that was my transition to the video. I was trying, oh, to, yeah, that's I was trying to give that. a smooth yeah. transition. <laughs> Didn't work. I mean, look how happy he is. But yeah, he is cute kid. I just yeah, and and they gave they you know said chief, what do you want to do? They said he was so thankful, so appreciative. Uh, all the officers were there. Um, his hat, just you know, a simple dream uh, that that just made this little boy's. Life. I, That'd be great I if he enacted saying. a bunch of changes on one day. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> you got really people asking, mad with power. Can you get my cousin out? You <laughs> yeah, <know>? exactly. <laughs> why not? <laughs> you do wow. all. But, the, but, but that's very thoughtful. And that's a reason why, you know, you think about supporting the DPS Foundation. Uh, but also, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a generous donor to St. Jude, uh, that uh, the St. Jude uh, Children's Research Hospital uh, that works to, um, you know, help yep. children uh, with cancer. Uh, if they are at the hospital, the families don't pay for anything, travel, room, food, board, none of that. So um, that's something. But find something that resonates with who you are and what's important to you. Support that. Be nice to people. Uh, keep Charlie and Byron in your prayers as they are on the border and continue to do a story. We'll be back on Monday. Encourage everybody in Charlie's words. Love each other. Take care. Deuces. <laughs>